All right. Good morning. Welcome. My name is Ashley Sharp, and I'll be leading class this morning. Class goes like this. We do. There's a bunch of new people, so I just go through the schedule. You know, it's a more or less schedule. We do about an hour of yoga, and then we do about a half hour of meditation, and then we gather up here closer to the front, and I have a talk for us. That's the schedule, more or less. Um, And there's no official bathroom break, so if you need to go, please go at any time except for during the meditation. We ask that you stay during the meditation, but you can go before or after or during the yoga. Just any other time is fine. Uh, Who's new? Raise your hand if you're new. I think there's new people. Welcome. Special welcome to you. If you could, turn to your neighbor and introduce or reintroduce yourself. You made it. I actually... Oh, don't run. Okay, so I have a question. I have a question for you. And this might be, I think it's actually kind of a difficult question, but we'll see. What is mindfulness? Mm. Mm. I told you it was a difficult question. Do you have an answer, Jim? It's a, it's a riddle, like a, a Zen riddle, a koan. Well, we'll see, we'll see what answers. I, I, there's, some, there's some brave people. Yeah? That's beautiful. Maybe you should teach today. <laughs> okay, and I saw a hand over here. Yeah. Paying attention on purpose. All right, these are good definitions. They're perfect. So also, in, in part of mindfulness is uh, non-judgment, non-judgment, and uh, kindness. So I could just as easily, instead of calling it mindfulness, and I think this is what you were pointing to, like mindfulness, when we hear mindfulness, we think, oh, it's all like from the neck up, but kindfulness. So in Asia, the word for mind and heart is the same word. So it could have easily be, have been translated as kindfulness, but the men that were doing the translating perhaps didn't have that point of view. So, but we could call it kindfulness. It's kind, on purpose, attention coming down out of like the chitty chatty, chitty chatty thing and into our body. So, today, uh, when we do yoga, when we do the yoga shapes, the purpose of the yoga is to cultivate mindfulness or kind attention or presence in the body. 
Um, and the, the poses, we'll do poses, but they're sort of incidental to me. They're like a, a forum through which to practice mindfulness as a technique. Does that make sense, the difference? Of course we do poses, and of course I'll tell you how to do them right and wrong, you know, more or less. But the emphasis more on being present in the body moment to moment so that it becomes like the whole morning is a morning of meditation. Yeah? The whole morning. Like even right now, we can be present together right now um, as a group, as we are about to embark. Okay? And then the other thing to note about today's theme, I'd really like to talk about the body today. Um, And the Buddha taught mindfulness as a technique. You know, before the Buddha in India, there were other types of meditation. There were mostly concentration or focus meditations. And the Buddha was like, what about this mindfulness thing? Like paying attention to the changing phenomena, paying attention on purpose with kindness, cultivating presence. Um, And so he came up with this as a technique, and he said that there are four foundations or four uh, cornerstones of mindfulness, and the first one is mindfulness of the body. And imagine that we're going to do yoga asana, which is with our body, so it works out really well as a practice that leads to (gasps) awakening. So a practice that leads to awakening. Okay, and then I think I could apparently have a lot to say, but let's actually do. So I'm going to join you in a seated position. Just however you're sitting is fine. It doesn't have to look spiritual. <laughs> Legs could be sticking out in front of you. And um, just take, once you get settled, you'll take one full breath. So breathing in, you know that you're breathing in, and breathing out, you know that you're breathing out. And and then remember that the intention of the practice this morning, like you came probably for some wholesome reason, for some intention, some intention that's positive for your health, for peace of mind, to bring your... uh, Uh, presence into your heart and body. I'm not sure what your intention might be, but there's some wholesome quality for coming. And then just take a moment, and as you're paying attention, pay attention to body sensations. How does it feel to have a body this morning? There might be areas of tightness or tension or discomfort or perhaps even pain. And there might be other areas that are feeling uh, perhaps even pleasant or at ease or soft. So take a moment, bring your hands together, tuck your chin and bring your thumbs, base of the thumbs to the forehead. And here this is a kind of bowing, a ritualized bowing shape in respect of the body with its great mystery and power and capacity. And simultaneous to that, it has great tenderness and vulnerability. So we bow to both the whole of the human body. And then let the hands come down and you'll float your spine up again.
Breathing in, know that you're breathing in. And breathing out, know that you're breathing out. And then just check in with your mood, your mind, your heart. However you might be this morning. Tired or cranky or peaceful or grief-filled or joy-filled or neutral or unclear, confused. Just bowing to that. In fact, bring your hands together. Tuck your chin, thumbs to your forehead. And take a breath in and out. Bowing to your heart, your mind, your mood. Whatever that might be. Everybody's welcome this morning. All all yoga experiences, all body types, all ages, all moods, all personalities. Let the hands come down. Float the spine up. Notice that you're sitting here. So may this practice be to your highest good. May it really support you so that when you leave, you have more capacity to meet the challenges of your life. So that when you leave, you have more capacity to offer wisdom and compassion to the world. One more time, bring your hands to touch. And this time, just staying upright, we'll chant the sound Om. Now, Om is a Hindu sound, the sound of the sacred. And we'll chant that just one time. Inhale. Take your arms up, hallelujah style. It is Thursday, and we're going to do some yoga. All right, let the hands come down. Um, let's take both arms up. Inhale. Cactus elbows, exhale. Both arms up. Inhale. Cactus elbows. So let it be like a moving meditation. Inhale, both arms up. And cactus elbows. Good. Lean over onto your right hand. And you're going to take your left arm and circle it down. You might turn your torso down. And then it's going to come up by your ear. And you might even turn your torso a bit towards the ceiling as the arm sweeps around behind you and down. And this is your pattern here to work at your own pace, to circle the arm. You cannot do this wrong. Your pace is fine. Arm straight or bent is fine. Lingering anywhere that feels tight or tender is welcome. Just exploring sensation of the physical body. Let your head turn a bit too. You can move your rib cage too if you'd like. Okay, and then come back to center. And before you do the other side, just pause and sense that left side. It's a poetic instruction, as if the left side could be filled with the breath. Like a balloon. You know how when you fill up a balloon, the the balloon um, expands. So in the same way, as you inhale, 
that left side could expand, and as you exhale, like the balloon emptying, the left side could soften. Both arms up. Inhale. And cactus elbows as you exhale. Please do that two more times at your own pace. Let the breath lead you. The inhale, the ribcage will lift, the arms will lift. And the exhale, the elbows soften down and the ribcage softens. Just one more. When you finish that one, whenever you finish, take your left hand down on the ground to your side. You lean over and you just circle the right arm. Turning the torso as you like. Exploring sensation moment to moment. Lingering in any place to get an extra stretch if you'd like. Moving meditation, moment-to-moment attention. Okay. Let's come back up and then just pause however you are. Here, as if you could breathe in and out of that right side, right side of the face even, right shoulder, right ribs. Inhaling, it fills up like a balloon, expanding. And exhaling, emptying out, softening like a balloon. Move your jaw around. And you'll take your hands and pull your ears. It's right around. Hmm. Exactly. Okay. And then shake out your hands like you're flicking any crust that you might have left in you off. (laughs) If it were so easy to flick the crust off. Okay. And then come onto your hands and knees. You can put the cushion or a blanket under your knees. Even if your knees are not tender, it's worth the time and energy to put something under your knees. And then recently we've been working on this from your hands and knees. Let your fingers spread and you'll exhale elbows down. Inhale, both elbows one at a time, come up to hands and knees. Uh, So keep your hands just where they are, and you go down. Exhale, both elbows down together. And inhale up to hands and knees. Now here on your hands and knees, push your fingertips into the floor. Broaden the shoulders, the back of the ribs broaden. And then without moving your knees, squeeze them towards each other. Tone your belly. Inhale. Exhale, elbows down, wrap the elbows in. Inhale, come back up to hands and knees. Exhale, elbows down. Now we'll stay with the elbows down. Without moving your elbows, push them into the floor and pull them towards each other. Uh-huh. Gaze at the hand, the space between the hands. Without moving the knees, pull the knees together and tone your belly. 
Good. Come on up to hands and knees. Step both hands way forward for half dog or puppy dog. Foreheads down on the floor. Hips are high. Soften the sides of the neck as best you can. And then drink the breath, oxygenating your whole system with the breath this morning. Good. Come on up to hands and knees. You'll step the left hand in line with the left knee. So I'm going to face the same direction of you. Left hand in line with the left knee. You're going to pivot. So you pivot on the left knee, step the right foot out, and bring the right arm up. Yeah. You can let the left foot also pivot. So the knee pivots around, so the left foot's pointing at the person behind you. Reach that top arm up, 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 up. Good. Come back onto your hands and knees. Right hand in line with your right knee. You pivot on the right knee, so the right foot swings towards the person behind you. Left foot steps up. Left arms lifting up, 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 up. Push a little bit down into that bottom hand. Big breath in. And exhale, bring the hand down. Come back onto your hands and knees. And then come into child's pose. Take your hands back by your heels. Let your head come down. Take a full breath. Okay, staying with your hips just where they are, walk your hands forward up above your head. Uh-huh. Have your hand shoulder width. Uh-huh. And then inchworm. I think of the little inchworms I see when I'm outside. Like inch your fingers forward just an inch. Uh-huh. There's a big draw. And then big breath in, breathing in. Know that you're breathing in. And breathing out. Know that you're breathing out. Okay. Inhale up to hands and knees. And then exhale, come forward a little bit, bend your elbows a little bit, and then shift back. So that's your pattern. You'll go forward, bending your elbows a little bit, and come back. It's like you're testing, putting weight on those arms. Now as you come forward each time, you'll bend the elbows in a bit towards your torso instead of having the elbows wide. And of course, the more you bend your elbows, the more challenging this will be. And you can work that out for yourself. Two more. All right, when you finished the last one, You'll be back up on your hands and knees. Curl the toes under. Walk the hands closer to your knees. Round your back. Shift your hips close to your heels. Your toes are curled under. Just stretch through the feet. The back is rounded. And you'll take a breath. Let your head drop. So the attention is infused with kindness. And if you notice judging mind that's maybe not so kind, then you can be aware of that too and not take it so seriously. Let's come forward. Drop your elbows down onto the ground. Without moving your elbows, 
push the elbows into the floor, and then pull them slightly towards each other. And you'll step your legs back. Boom, boom, one at a time. Toes curled under, so you come into plank pose here on your elbows. I've been into this recently. I think we do this every week recently. Um, but maybe I shouldn't say that for the new people so they'll come back <laughs> next time. Keep your gaze forward and see if you can keep your butt in line with your shoulders. Yeah, do what you can do for that. If you get here and you think to yourself, wow, this is a lot for me today, then you can put your knees on the floor so that you're practicing within the body's capacity today. Remember, presence is our intention, our mindfulness. Keep the gaze forward so the head's not hanging, yeah. Presence is our intention. Mm -hmm. Let the knees come down if they haven't already. Shift back into child's pose. All the way back. Please take one full breath. Right away, come back up to hands and knees. Uh, Take your right leg out behind you parallel to the floor. Uh Let that outer right hip drop down. And keep the head up a little bit so that the ears are in line with the rest of the spine. And push your hands into the floor. And then pulse that back leg up and down, just like so. Keeping the chest lifted. Gaze forward. Noticing what's strengthening here. So we have this river of experience flowing through us. Last week's topic was uh, impermanence or the sort of, uh, how should I say, the flow of experience of each moment. All right, exhale, bring the knee down. Now before we do the other side, you're going to come down onto your uh, left side. Use your left arm as a pillow. So you're going to come down onto your left side. I'm going to come over. It's confusing. A picture is worth a thousand words, isn't it? You come down on your left side. Your left arm can be a pillow. And your knees will be in a little fetal-like. Uh-huh. Keep your feet together. All right, so feet stay together. And inhale, right knee up. And exhale, put it down. And inhale, right knee up. Your feet are together, right? And we're just moving the knee up and down, sort of like a, I think, clamshell. Is that what this is called? In physical therapy, it's called clamshell. This is for your derriere. Uh, keep your feet touching. Feet stay touching or just opening the knee up. Yeah. Like so. Oh, I like how a lot of you have your hip on the cushion. That always is a problem for me, the bony side of the hip. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you feeling some warmth? So mindfulness of the body. We can notice body sensation, this flow of experience. I think that's probably plenty for now. And you'll come back up to hands and knees. So you'll come all the way up. Mm-hmm. And take your left leg out behind you parallel to the floor. And the outer left hip drops down. Almost like you could turn, this is totally like a weird instruction, but as if you could turn your left kneecap to the right windows, to the right side of the room, yeah. And then Okay, but don't do it like as if you could really do it, just a little bit. And then pulse the leg up and down, like so, pulsing the leg. Uh, Keep your gaze forward, ears in line with the rest of the spine. Mm -hmm. Keep pushing your fingertips into the floor to keep a lift to the chest. 
And it'll take some of the weight off your wrist as you're here. Okay, let's bring the knee down and you'll come down onto your right side. You can use your right arm as a pillow. Knees are bent. And then keeping the feet together, you just open and close the knee. Do clams do that? Like in the bottom of the ocean? No. No. Joe, keep your feet together. You're just opening the knee. (laughs) Do clams do yoga? I think that's how they eat. Oh, they have to open their knees to eat? So... So it's like we're a big field of clams with our knees opening and closing. Like so. Is the second side harder? I think it's because you were kind of using the butt muscles on the first side here. Just like so. Is it about enough? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough. Okay, so come back up to hands and knees so you can head on up into downward facing dog. Oh, yeah. Use your butt. Oh. Now, if you have tender wrists, you can do downward dog on your elbows or you could do half dog, which we did earlier. Again, remember the point isn't to do the fancy yoga. I mean, maybe you do the fancy the yoga today, maybe you don't. The point is to just pay attention moment to moment so that the whole practice is uh, um, mindful or like a meditation. Big breath in and out. Good. Bring your knees to the floor. Inhale. Gaze forward. Exhale, child's pose. Uh Inhale up to hands and knees. And exhale, downward dog. So do you remember at the beginning of class, which is already over, we're more in the middle of class, but do you remember at the beginning of class when we were on our hands and knees and I had you bend your elbows onto the floor? Okay, so here we're going to do something like that. Some of you might be able to get the elbows all the way to the floor, but I think most of you will just bend the elbows two or three inches uh and then straighten them. Okay, so the point isn't to get the elbows to the floor necessarily. The point is to bend the elbows and straighten them. And as you bend them, pull them in towards each other. Keep your tushy high. Keep your tushy high. Uh Uh-huh. Do clams bend their elbows? That is a very good question. If you're not sure what's happening, you can just notice, oh, confusion is like this. (laughs) Or if you don't like it, you can notice not liking is like this. All right, let's walk right over your cushion to the top of the mat. Walk right over, hands to your hips. Come on up to standing. Uh Separate your feet so they're nice and wide. Uh-huh. Here's your breathing pattern. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, bend the knees, fold down. Please do two more of those. Inhale, all the way up. Exhale, all the way down, bend the knees. Last one. Moving meditation. Feel your body moving through space. All right, now keep your knees bent. Bring your hands up to your knees. Lift up your head and shoulders. Uh, Scoop your belly. 
And maybe even if this instruction makes sense to you, sometimes instructions don't make sense, but if it does, can you engage your tushy muscles, the deep tushy muscles right around the sits bones? Inhale. Exhale, fold down. Inhale, lengthen the spine. Float up, hands to your knees. Exhale, folding down. Knees stay bent. One more, inhaling up. Exhaling down. Good. Climb all the way down onto your belly. Make a pile of your hands as a pillow for your forehead. Ah, Lengthen the right leg and lift it up. And then just pulse that leg up and down here. Keep your neck and shoulders as soft as possible, just like so. Good. All right, let's bring the leg down and uh, lift up the other leg, the left leg, and just pulse it up and down here. Neck and shoulders as soft as possible. So uh, the Buddha taught... The Eightfold Path, have some of you heard of this? The Eightfold Path. So eight different techniques to help us reduce harm in our life, to help us reduce harm and suffering for ourselves and others. Let's put the knee leg down. Uh Bring the hands, palms down under your chest. Uh, Inhale, lift up the shoulders and the head. Not too much, if anything, any weight. So hands are under your shoulders, I think, to be precise. Uh, Elbows are back like little chicken wings. Exhale, come on down. Uh, Inhale, float up the shoulders and the head. Exhale, come down. Last one, inhale, shoulders and head up. And you'll stay in the up position. Optional is letting the legs float up too. If that strains your back, that's not the intention of yoga, straining. So you would put the feet back down. So remember that the point is staying present. Breath by breath. Okay, come on down. Push up to hands and knees. Round your back towards the ceiling. How is that? Round the back. Let your head drop. Uh huh. And then spine to neutral. And you'll climb up standing on your knees. So the hands will just come up to the hips and you'll stand on your knees here. Hands will be on your hips. And then just tip back. We're not back bending. You're keeping your body in one piece. And come up. And exhale. Tip back. Yeah. And up. Three more of those. You could go, well, maybe you could go further back. Uh-huh. Maybe you go just a little bit. And then step your right foot off to the side of the mat with the knee out. Right forearm to the right thigh. Left arm up. And then here, can you breathe and stretch and sense through the whole left side of the body? Breathe and stretch and sense through the whole left side. Uh, 
Good. Come on up. Bring the foot in. And you'll step the other foot out. Uh, left forearm and the right arms up. And then here, breathe and sense through the right side. Full mm-hmm. right side, breathing, sensing. Okay, come on up, and you'll head back into downward facing dog. And then again, half dog or elbow dog, any variation is welcome. I think it takes courage to practice respect for the body's limitations. That's something that we learn over time. Let your head hang. Good. Even turn your head a little bit. That's a good idea. And see if you can hold steady in the pose for uh, one breath. Good. And then walk the feet forwards up to the hands. Hands to the hips. Come on up to standing. And then come to a complete stop. Once you get to standing, just come to a stop and see what you got. Have a sense of your entire body standing here. The entire body rising in space. Can you, um, just out of curiosity, is it possible for you to visualize, sense, or perhaps even feel your skeleton? Good. Take your feet off the sides of your mat. Did you get your skeletons? Turn your toes out. I have a vision of 30 skeletons. Bend your knees. Hands low. Now, if this is hard on your knees, bend your knees less. If you want more strengthening, bend your knees more. And then visualize or sense here your skeleton. Bring your hands up a little higher, more by the heart. Got your skeleton? Sense, visualize your rib cage, your spine, your pelvis, bones. Good. Come on up and bring your feet together. Inhale the arms up. Exhale, bend to the knees, hands to namaste. Really stick your tushy back. Come on up, inhale, up. Exhale, bend your knees, hands to namaste. Please do two more of those. Have a sense of the entire body. Maybe here. Let's see, our yoga party is going to meet with the knees bent, hands to namaste. And again, if you have knee troubles with this, you can do this with straight legs. But hands will be touching, shoulders roll back, belly lifting. And then this time, can you visualize, uh, I have my eyes closed to help me with this, but just do what you need. Visualize, sense the skin of your body, like your scalp and the back of the neck, the skin, the organ of the skin that covers the entire body, the skin on your toes, 
your shins, the whole thing. Good. Come on up to standing. Inhale up. Stay standing. Exhale, arms down. Shoulders up. Inhale. Out the mouth. Get your thumbs and index finger to touch so you make a triangle shape. Take it forward and up. Gaze up. And then here, this is total poetic, but as if light, light could beam into you. Okay, separate the feet forward, fold down, 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 down you go. Now, if you have a tender back, brace your elbows on your knees. Let your head hang. Uh-huh. If your back is tender, brace your elbows on knees. Again, it takes the courage to respect the limitations of the body. Breathing a lot. So this eightfold path that the Buddha taught has got eight different techniques to lead to ease and liberation, our waking up in our lives. And one of these eight techniques is mindfulness, this quality. Bend the left knee. Ooh, I'm back online. Arms are out to the sides. Three times. Inhale, straighten the leg. Arms up. You could even look up. Exhale, bend the knee. Look to the left. Two more at your own pace. Make it beautiful with your attention. Like you are playing a musical instrument, which you are in some ways, your body with the breath through it. And our yoga party is going to meet with the knee bent and those arms out to the sides, and then we hold steady right here. So this technique of mindfulness is part of the Eightfold Path to lead to liberation, to wake up in our life. And then the quality of mindfulness is a quality of awareness, a quality of attention, 
So is your attention kind right now? And do you know what's happening? Okay, straighten the leg, bring the arms down, step your feet together. Uh, Take your triangular shape, thumb and index fingers touching, and then take the arms up and forward a little bit. And just gaze up through that space. One more breath. Good, let the arms come down. Step the feet wide again. Turn your right toes to the right. Open the arms out. And we have triangle pose. Shift the hips over, right hands down, left hands up. Beautiful. Triangle pose is two straight legs. Left arm is up high. Uh So we have this quality of attention that's on purpose, that's kind, that's paying attention moment to moment. So this very ephemeral now moment, press your feet into the floor to come on up. Keep your feet wide, just change your feet for the other side. And over you go. So the Buddha taught the four foundations of mindfulness, these four categories that we can have mindfulness with. It's like the four objects of attention. So, let's see. This is maybe complicated for triangle pose. There's the mind and there's the object the mind is aware of. What are you aware of? And then there's the mind, the knowing part, the mindfulness part. Come on up and bring your feet together. Uh, Take your uh, mudra with the hands and come on up. Hands come down by their sides. Lift up the right leg and the left arm. Stand on two feet. Lift up the left leg and the right arm. Stand on two feet. This time, right leg, left arm will come forward. And then just slide that right leg behind you. Bend the standing knee. Reach your right arm forward. So we're going to move in and out of this. So the worst is going to happen is you can't do it or you get a little wobbly. You come upright. Right leg goes forward. Left arm. And then you go forward. You bend your standing knee. Right arm comes forward. Good. Back and forth at your own pace. Two more times. This is strengthening for the standing leg. So you might notice some strengthening sensations or some warm sensations. I'm not sure what you might notice. You'll notice whatever you notice.
Good, and then you'll stand on two feet. It's much easier. <laughs> okay. And then left leg, right arm. And then the leg goes behind you. Your standing knee bends, and your left arm sweeps forward. Come on up. Back and forth. Remember that this is a yoga practice. It's not a yoga perfect. And we do just fall down sometimes. I feel like this is one of the benefits of yoga as we get practice falling over sometimes and holding steady with our attention. When the judging mind arises, notice I didn't say if. I said, when the judging mind arises, just say, oh, judging mind is like this. So you're observing it, not taking it so personal. I think that's good. Come to standing. Separate the feet and circle your hips. Now, what do you notice inside your hip sockets as you do this? Okay, let's go in the other direction. And come on up, come to a pause. Okay, so uh, bring your feet a little closer so it's a little more comfortable. And then come to a standing pause again. And here's your instruction. Just see if you can do it. I mean, maybe you can, maybe you can't. But can you sense, visualize all your body hair? Head hair, all the little fuzz. Good. Inhale the arms up. Exhale forward. Fold down, 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 down. Down you go. Okay. And then you'll come to a seated position with your legs around in front of you. So you're just going to sit down on your bum and stick those legs. We'll turn to face the front of the room again. Stick your legs out in front of you. Wait, can you do that? Is that weird, the head hair thing? Bones, it's a little weird. It's a meditation technique that's one of my favorites, but it's kind of weird. Like, like can you uh, close your eyes and visualize, sense, or perhaps even feel your lungs? Like your lungs inside of you? Mm-hmm. Right, that one's harder for me. Stick your legs out in front of you. And you'll bend your right knee. And you'll hug the right knee with the opposite arm. And the right arm will come behind you. So we're twisting to the right. So try this one just as an experiment. With your eyes closed, visualize, sense, perhaps even feel your intestines. I know. They're filled with poop.
and twist and do the other side. So right leg straightens. Twist around to the other side. Yeah, switching legs. Yeah, switch the legs. Yeah, good, Nancy. of now. It's really always changing, isn't it? Okay. Let's untwist. Check the time. Oh, lordy, lordy. Okay. Um, let's have you come onto your back, sunny side up. <laughs> How's the floor? Hmm. It's not quite Shavasana time. Maybe it should be Shavasana time. No, it's not quite time. Let's pull the knees into the chest. Hands behind your head. And then lift the head and shoulders up and down. Just like so. A little abominable abdominable here just up and down let your head rest a bit into your hands so that your neck isn't doing all of the work you're getting your belly muscles to do it and the head's resting down if you wanted you could add a little twist alternating sides If you've been twisting, come back and do a few more in the center. All right, put your head down, put your feet down. Pause. Lift your hips up. Make sure your ankles are under your knees and you lift your hips up. Uh Tuck your shoulders under and just have a sense of standing on your feet. Soften your jaw and your eyes. So mindfulness is a quality of the mind, of the attention. And there are different objects we can pay attention to. So if I said pay attention to the feeling in your feet, the feet become the object. If I say, now try this one, pay attention to your breath. The breath becomes the object. So there's the mind, the knowing, and then the object. They're both together. All right, bring your hips down. Open your knees up. Let the bottoms of the feet touch. And the pinky side of the foot can be on the floor. Yeah. Uh Here, keep your rib cage fairly steady. And you'll breathe in and out of your belly. 
So I know that technically the breath goes in and out of your lungs. But keep your ribcage fairly still and let the belly move with the breath. So just like at the beginning, on the inhale, the belly expands. And on the exhale, the belly softens. The jaw soft. If it seems helpful or interesting, Imagine or sense or visualize the air coming from outside, traveling into your lungs, and the air moving out. The lungs, each lung, filling and emptying. Moment by moment. Okay. Pull the knees into the chest. And stick both legs up in the air towards the ceiling. Uh huh. And stick your hands up in the air towards the ceiling. If it feels like it's a, uh, like you have a lot of tightness in the back of the legs, or if you're feeling like your abdominals are clenching, bend your knees a bit. So I just want your legs to stick up and your arms to stick up. Just for a moment. Notice that you're breathing. The breath is the object. And the object is not so important. The object can change. What is important is the attention itself. The attention itself is mysterious. The objects are changing all of the time because it is the nature of this world to be changing. Let's bend the knees, put the feet on the floor, put the hands down. Take the right ankle on the left knee and then hug the left thigh in. The instruction with mindfulness is to cultivate attention, moment-to-moment attention. And then you can use it even in your daily life so that the mindfulness meditation is just um, an opportunity to tune up the mindfulness skill. We can train our hearts and minds, this heartfulness, so that you can use it when you are at work, present, clearly knowing what's there. Or when you're with your family, present, clearly knowing. Place both feet on the floor. Before you do the other side, take a full breath. Exhale. 
And then left ankle on the right. And you'll hug the right in. Pause and breathe. Surfaces of the teeth uh, should not be touching. Let's have you stretch out. If you're uncomfortable lying flat, you can put a pillow under your head and or under your knees. If you feel like you're going to get chilly, which the body temperature does drop in this shape, in this pose, you can put your socks on, cover yourself with a blanket. Put your sweater on. And we've been working recently on a breathing exercise that uh, we can do here at the beginning of this pose. This breathing exercise is called a square breath, where the inhale and the the space after the inhale before the exhale um, and the exhale and the pause after the exhale, so all four parts of the breath are even So it might be that you would inhale for a count of four and then you pause the breath for a count of four and then you exhale for a count of four and then pause after the exhale for a count of four. So there's two pauses, one after the inhale, one after the exhale. And um, the pauses are soft. They're like suspensions. So let's do that together. We'll um, inhale, two, three, four. Pause the breath, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Pause, two, three, four. And then natural breath. Let's try two rounds of that. Inhale, two, three, four. Pause, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Pause, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Pause, four. Exhale, 
four, pause, and then natural breath. Off in your jaw. your windpipe, your esophagus settle back and down.
If you're feeling peaceful, you might not be, but if you are feeling peaceful, savor that. Bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. Roll to your right side. Make your way up to a seated position. So we shift into meditation here with really as little movement as possible. So if you want to sit in a chair, just leave your mat. There's no need to pick up your stuff. If you want to sit in a chair, you can just go sit in a chair. If there's not enough chairs out, you can grab a chair. If you'd like to stay on the floor, get yourself set up with lots of cushions so that the hips are higher than the knees. Fine-tune your posture.
Bring your attention to the very top of the head. Welcome sensation. There's nothing to think about or figure out for now. Resting in the direct experience. I take us through the body. Sensing the very top of the head, the crown of the head. There might be numbness or tingling or warmth or coolness or tightness. Whatever's here, the very top of the head. Pouring the attention down to the forehead. The side top of the head, the back top of the head, the back of the skull, the occiput. And the sides of the head. including the outer architecture of the ears. The temples. And then your eyes. Bridge of the nose. right cheek, the left cheek, the jaw, the hinge of the jaw and the jaw, attention be kind like a gentle touch soothing the lips the inside of the mouth the teeth and gums the tongue back roof of the mouth into the nasal passage. Ear canals. And then down into the throat. Back of the neck, where the neck and the skull meet. Gentle curve of the back of the neck. Sides of the neck. And the front, the front of the neck, the throat.
Bring the attention like kindness across the curves of the shoulders. The tops. The back. The sides and the front. Curve of the back of the arm to the elbow. Inner crease of the elbow. Down your forearms to your wrists. The front and back of the wrists. Your hands. Fingering at your hands. Heavy. Palms and the back. Thumbs. Length of the fingers. The nails. Tips of the fingers. Even the space between the fingers. Shift your attention all the way down into the feet. Weights where the feet are touching the floor or other parts of your body. Arches of the feet. Heels. Ankles. Curve of the calf into the knees. Front and the back and the sides of the knees. <coughs> and then the thighs. Parts of the thighs that are touching the floor or the chair. Hips. Genitals. Low belly. Out of curiosity, can you feel, and the answer might be no, but can you feel any movements from the breath in the low belly? Just see.
evil. Waist. The circumference of the waist, side waist, back waist. Upper belly. breath here. The conference of the upper belly area, so the lower ribs on the sides, your mid-back. Noticing any movements. From the breath, as soft, like a gentle massage. Your chest. Breath touch you, kind. Side ribs under the armpits. Fight the breath to adjust itself. Be more soothing, more at ease. any movements of breath, the upper lung under the shoulders, And the inside of the nose and the back of the throat. the entirety of the body. The breath. The ability of the lower body and the movement of the breath in the upper body. 
Find a part of your body that feels either warm or cool. So you pick one, a warm spot or a cool spot. Let your mind rest there and absorb that. Warmth. If you've picked warmth or coolness, if you've picked cool. Inviting your mind to rest with that, whichever you picked. As the sensations shift as you pay attention, just look closely. And you can open the attention to both warmth or coolness, the patterns that you sense. your attention to the inside of your mouth and see if you can notice wetness you can notice wetness there are there any other places that you might notice wetness could be quite subtle, the hands, the eyelids, the eyeballs. Notice wetness for a little bit. Bring your attention to your hands and notice the heavy weightedness of the hands. Mountain-like quality of the hands or perhaps even the lower body.
last one to notice as if there's any sense of movement or flow. The obvious is the breath. Do you sense movement or flow or tingling in your hands? Investigate that. All right. Yeah. Is there an animal? I wondered if there's an animal. Everybody looks delighted looking over there. A, a turkey? I think the turkeys like it here. <laughs> um, let's uh, gather up here. So you'll roll up your mat. If you want to stay sitting on the floor, that's fine. Just bring your cushions with you. But we'll roll up the mats, and we'll actually even bring the chairs a bit closer, too. So we're gathered up here.
While we're waiting for everybody to finish getting settled, I'm wondering if there's any comments uh, or questions about the meditation. I did a lot more guidance than I usually do this morning. Questions, comments about med- or yoga, too, if there's anything that happens. Mm. It doesn't have to be, but I just thought I'd leave the space. No? It's clear. Okay, so let's see. Can you come inside the circle instead of behind the chair, people? Thank you. Oh, no, it's not awkward at all. Is it awkward for you all? No. It'll be okay. Is it awkward for you? If it's awkward for you, you can go back. I didn't realize you wanted to lay down. If it's awkward for you, you're welcome to go back. <laughs> Joe will get your foot if you start to snore. <laughs> all right. So at this point in the class, we share names just um, as a way to help us learn uh, the names of the people that come regularly so we can know each other. Um, It goes something like this, Ashley. All right. And then we'll just head around and we have the mic because it's a very big room. Anne. Anne. Aaron. Jen. Claudia. Claudia. Clea. Clea. Bree. Bree. Veronica. Veronica. Amy. Amy. Eliza. Eliza. Betty. Betty. Lucy. Kelly. Kelly. Becky. Kay. Molly. Nancy. Nancy. Stephanie. Rosemary. Tamar. Linda. Jim. Jim. Janice. Joe. Jan. Lana. Mark. body, this mysterious body. Uh, This morning's talk is somewhat based on a little article that I read by Norman Fisher. Some of you might know him. He's a Zen teacher. So I took his article and riffed on it a little bit. So that's where it came from. He said, the body, it's less than we think. It's also far more than we know. 
It's who we are and not. So moving into paradox right now. So we think about our bodies all the time in general. How's it doing? Is it healthy? How's it look? How is it feeling? How's the aging going? Uh, is it good enough? Am I sufficiently strong, attractive, impressive? Like our bodies, like they they can take up quite a bit of time and attention, and also um, there's a lot of stuff that we buy, right, for our bodies, like the supplements and the, f- the food, like food, let alone food, right? But the supplements and the clothing and the jewelry. The body can really turn out an endless stream of thinking, feeling, and spending. Clothes, beauty products, food products, supplements, accessories, books. I went to the library this week, and I have a whole host of books about my body. Books, equipment, uh, body workers, yoga teachers. I make a living off of it. So really, everything depends on your body, actually. You, You... wouldn't be in this room without your body at all. So everything depends on it. Without it, we're literally nothing. And so then we start to wonder, or at least I do, about transcendent uh, concepts such as consciousness or soul or higher self or Buddha nature, right? Are these real are these real? What do they have to do with the body? How are they related? I think this is where I mean that we're stepping into the mystery, right? The mystery of the body. Whatever they are, these uh, nice concepts, um, do they exist independent of the body? The body matters, yet what actually is it? So uh, a little bit I alluded to this during the meditation. There's a meditation practice that doesn't get taught that often that I really think is fascinating. Other people are a little, uh, it can be a little squicky, which is actually why I like it. But it's called the 32 parts where we go through and you contemplate each of the parts of the body. So I brought the list of the 32 parts. I had it memorized at one point, but that is not now. Um, and so you go through the list in the meditation in groups, in groups of four or five, and you contemplate them, which means you sense, feel, visualize, just be with them. So head hair, body hair, nails. What about your fingernails? Can you feel or sense your fingernails and your toenails right now? Like they're like these cartilage things that come off the ends, like, right? Fingernails. Uh, Teeth. Like you have teeth in your head. It's weird. Uh, Skin. The muscles. Uh, Sinews, which are tendons, ligaments, cartilage. Uh, Your bones and your bone marrow. It's like inside like the long bones, there's bone marrow. Like you could think about that right at this moment, your bone marrow. Uh, Kidneys. Back here, your heart, your liver, your diaphragm, your spleen, your lungs, large intestine, small intestine, stomach. Like you have a little sack that the food goes into. Well, what about your stomach contents too? Like it's nice and pretty on the outside and then it goes in there. It's not so nice anymore. Uh, Dung, 
Okay, that's poop. <laughs> Bile, phlegm, pus. Did you ever contemplate your pus? <laughs> it's like a miracle, though, actually, that the body makes, like I have a little boo-boo right now, like the body makes pus, and like it's weird. Okay, uh, blood, sweat, fat, tears. Like tears, like there's not like a little pocket of water sitting in her eyes, right? Like the body somehow gets water probably from the blood. I don't actually really know. Maybe science people in the room know, but like tear, like water comes salt water. That's the same salty water like the ocean. Okay. Grease, like we're oily. (laughs) Spit, mucus. I heard on the radio this week that everybody makes I swear, this is what I, I think they said this, a pint of mucus a day. <laughs> right? The oil of your joints, so the, the, the fluid inside the joints to keep it going, urine um, and brain. So the instruction is to, to review this regularly to actually like not be in denial. So a lot of the money that we spend on our bodies is it like making it look nice and pretty. And actually like there's some parts that are a little squicky is the word I'm going to be using. Okay. So your skin is a soft outer cover organ that forms the outer surface of a body. There are over 4 million pores in the skin. They must have extrapolated instead of counting each of them. But In one square inch of skin, there lies four yards of nerve fibers. One square inch, four yards of nerve, um, nerve fibers. 1,300 nerve cells, 100 sweat glands, 3 million cells, 3 yards of blood vessels. That's amazing. Every square inch of the human body has an average of 32 million bacteria on it. So are you your skin? Are you your bacteria on your skin? Not sure. Uh, Humans shed about 600,000 particles of skin every hour, 1.5 pounds a year. Most dust particles are made from dead skin by the 70 70 years of age. An average person will have lost. 105 pounds of skin. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read one more of these. Do you want to hear about... Oh, let's hear about the heart, I guess. It's a hollow, muscular, contractile, 10-ounce organ. 10 ounces, that's not very much, right? Your heart the center of the circulatory system. The heart pumps over 300 quarts of blood an hour. The heart beats around 100,000 times every day and some 37 million times a year. Good thing somebody else is in charge of beating the heart. Like the brain just doesn't. I don't really mean somebody else, the brain. The human heart creates enough pressure to squirt blood 30 feet. We'll hold that one off. 
Okay, so I've got more of those. If you want to come hear about those after, come. come. I, I printed some more out. But, but I think you get the point, right? Like, it's mysterious, uh, and we don't often really think about it in that way so much. We uh, think about our bodies rather than actually, you know, we think about how they're doing rather than actually how they feel. So um, the instruction during the meditation practice where we did a body scan... We did the body scan, so we're actually feeling ourselves from the inside rather than thinking about it. So you could do this right now. Just look at your hands. You could think about your hands like, oh, it looks like your mother's hand, or like, oh, it looks like it's aging, or oh, you need to cut your nails, right? Like you can think about your hands, okay? And then close your eyes and just squeeze the hand for a second and shake it. And then um, instead of thinking about the hand, feel it from the inside. What do you sense? Do you sense uh, any temperature, warmth or coolness, tingling, pulsing, weight? All right, and you can let your eyes open. So the body scan is really inviting us to feel ourselves from the inside rather than thinking about from the outside. And this is one of the things I love about yoga, um, it, that it provides me the opportunity to feel myself from the inside rather than looking at myself, how I'm doing from the outside. And this is, um, this is actually quite countercultural in some ways, to, to empower ourselves, to feel ourselves from the inside. So we take our bodies for granted in some ways, just in the same way we take the sky and the earth for granted. And yet the body, this, like the body, just like the sky and the earth, is much more than we know. What we think of as our body, what we feel, imagine, dream about it, what we unthinkingly assume it to be, it's not actually really what it is. It's a paradox. It is what we think about the body, and it isn't, too. Like, it's both. It's this paradox. The body is more than the body, and our feelings about it run deeper than we can know. The body as it is actually is quite mysterious. It's quite mysterious. And this instruction is to turn towards that mystery and not assume, but to actually live into that. Hence the meditation instructions to do the body scan or do the 30 par- 32 parts or feel the heat in your body or feel the coolness or feel the wetness so that you're living into the experience of the body rather than thinking about it. Living into the mystery. So what self is there that is not the body? I mean, we hear this a lot, that our self isn't the body. What self? And I don't mean to answer this question, I mean to ask it. What self is there that is not the body? Yet where is the self that possesses a body to call it her own? Because we often say, like, oh, my body. But where is that self that's separate that can call it her own? Who, outside the body, utters the words, my body? Without a tongue, without a brain, we can't even utter those words. Ask yourself, from what perspective do you look at your body? From inside, peering out through your own eyes? Or from the outside, as if you were looking at it in a mirror? 
But how is it possible for the body to be external to itself? It's mysterious. Is the body the flow of its sensory experience? Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, tactile sensation? That's one way to sense and feel the body. Yet a problem exists here too. Because where does the smell and the taste occur? So, I love this question. So you put a piece of food in your mouth... Does the taste occur in the tongue? Or does it occur, is it in the food? Or is it in your awareness? So when I had you bring your attention to your hands, right, the awareness is in the hand. Could you feel that? It's not up here. It's like actually from the inside. But... If I'm aware of, so there's a bush behind you through the windows, right? Is the awareness in the bush? Is it in my eye? It's mysterious. We don't actually really know the answer to this question, and I think it can be useful to think about or to feel into. Is awareness inside the body or outside it? If it's inside, how can we say my body? There's no one outside to say mind. But is awareness outside the body? Because sometimes it feels like it is. Like it feels like the awareness is in the bush or the awareness. It's limitless awareness. Yet awareness is foundational to our experiencing ourselves as a person at all. So without awareness, there would be no smelling, tasting, seeing. So I was saying at first, without the body, there would be no awareness. But without awareness, there would be no body. And if you're feeling a little confused, that's good. (laughs) Because it's confusing. But without awareness, there would be no smelling or tasting. Everything arises in awareness. Uh, Last, I think it was last summer, I went on a meditation retreat and... um, Uh, I was actually in the yoga class emphasizing this. We have the objects of attention. We can pay attention, like you're paying attention to my voice right now. That's the object of attention. You can also pay attention when I had you pay attention to your hands. You can pay attention to many different objects. But the teacher said at some point last summer, he said, let's um, watch our mind moving through the objects. So every object arises with the mind. So everything you can pay attention to also arises with awareness. So we can watch the objects or we can watch the mind. Or by watching the objects, we're kind of also watching awareness. We just don't think of it that way. So our bodies are the earth. They rise up from her They are nurtured, fed, and illuminated by the earth. Our bodies are in constant touch with the earth. Um, And we return to the earth when we die. And we are really never parted from the earth. Our human bodies are the expressions of the earth's creative force. When you think about, you could say the earth's creative force or the universe's creative force. Here we are, the intelligence of the universe expressing through us. The body knows how to walk, it knows how to breathe, it knows how to beat the heart and grow the hair. It's really the intelligence and expression of the earth. 
everything that makes human life, breathing, eating, elimination, perception, feeling, language, occurs only in concert with the earth. So in the same way as we can't have awareness without the body, we can't have the body and awareness without the earth. No thought would ever take place without prior existence of the earth. No thought would be thinkable without air, water, or fire. Um, okay, so uh, I would say earth is nature. Because even... Not yeah, yeah. Because the astronauts still wouldn't exist without the earth. Right. Really, this is pointing to the interconnectedness. So often we go about feeling really independent and disconnected. Um, and, and this is pointing to the, the reality of natures that were, were folded in and held. The actual biological human body really is a, marvel, a marvelous and endlessly complex occurrence. 300 years of medical science has still only scratched the surface of its immense functioning. This is pointing to the mystery part. The brain, for instance, how does it regulate everything so perfectly? I mean, unless we get ill, but generally the brain does a pretty good job. Adjusts to um, any and all sorts of contingencies producing thoughts, literary works, skyscrapers, cities, social systems, and so on. Our brain has really produced all of that. The heart, the lungs, cells, DNA. The enormous knowledge and complex communication and movement that seems to occur effortlessly within the human body. So if I said, raise your hands, your body would know how to do that. We don't know how it knows how to do that, but it just does that. Maybe science knows? I don't know. Um, walking, running, jumping, shouting, singing, playing the piano. There are 25,000 miles of blood vessels in the human body. Stretched out end to end, they'd reach the moon. That's in, that's in you. Blood vessels that could reach all the way to the moon. Blood flows through them ceaselessly, nurturing every organ in the body. The actual functioning of the human body is a marvel. No one manufactured it. No patents exist for it. No one knows where it comes from or exactly how it is produced. And the consciousness associated with it, the consciousness capable of knowing itself, about this we haven't a clue. It's a mystery, the body. So then the body scan meditation. So we did the body scan meditation. Um, I find it really soothing. Do others of you find that the body scan can be very soothing? Like just sense of like just going through and feeling everything, just sensing the way through. Um, So simply applying awareness to the body in detail. Bless you. Simply applying awareness to the body in detail like this is very healing for us. It can be very grounding, especially, I think, for people that have anxiety. That's a lovely practice. 
and, um, or if you're experiencing anxiety. And you can go online and Google body scan or find on your phone, there can be ways to get body scans disguided and that can be really helpful. And that's quite healing for us to just bring the attention. And you said at the beginning, right, to bring the attention into the bodies. And you said something about where the wisdom is in your heart or? Yes, in my, my truth. Your truth, there's something like that, like, in, like actually in the body. So the Buddha taught the four foundations of mindfulness. So we talked about at the beginning, mindfulness is the quality of attention that's on purpose, non-judgmental, embodied, I think, is another part of it. And the Buddha taught that there are four categories of objects to pay attention to. So mindfulness is the quality of awareness or attention, and then the objects can be multitudinous, everything that exists. And there are four categories that he said to pay attention to that are important for waking up. And this first category is mindfulness of the body. So that's body scan, that's 32 parts. Actually, mindfulness of breathing is mindfulness of the body. And the Buddha said, bless you. I don't know who sneezed, but somebody sneezed. The the Buddha said that mindfulness of the body with just this practice, you don't even need the other three categories, but with just this practice alone, we can go all the way to liberation. That you could just practice this, these practices, mindfulness of the body. I think that's very interesting. And the other part of this is that the body that you have is the body that you need for awakening. That you don't need to get a better body You don't need to get a less injured body, a healthier body to wake up. But that the body that you have with all of its incredible mystery and all of its tenderness and vulnerabilities, and those could be a lot for some of us for sure, but that's the body that you need for awakening. I think that's beautiful too. Like, oh, we don't have to get somewhere else. This is is what what we have. We can work with what we have. So this first category, mindfulness of the body. And like I mentioned before, I really love a yoga practice because it's really an opportunity to practice mindfulness of the body and that we can wake up. We can wake up to the mystery of life and we can wake up with our bodies, not separate from our bodies, but actually with the body. So the other three categories we are going to cover over the next few weeks in case you wanted to come back. Next week we'll do the second category in the week after, right? So that's that's my little teaser. I'm going to come back to find out the other categories. So simply the the experience of the body itself can become the focus of meditation. And then the mind will wander. And then the attention is to, the instruction is to just come back, whether it's to the breath, when you're practicing this category, come back to the experience of the body. And that, that can be very powerful as a practice and uh, something that you can practice for years and years. Returning awareness to the body and the breath over and over again, over the course of one sitting or many sittings, or for years or decades. Some of you, I think, have practiced for decades in this room for decades, for a lifetime. Doing this interrupts the usual flow of thinking. Uh, Thinking about our body as discrete, as separate. 
but it helps us begin to see the mystery of the body. It helps us begin to see the truth of the present moment and how it is always, even in our experience of our body, always changing. That was last week's topic, always flowing and changing. And our lives begin to feel different. Somehow, within the awareness of the process of living, the body becomes more than it is. It becomes identical with awareness. And there isn't a beginning or end to it. So we have in our culture such a mind-body split. Have you noticed this? It's a big split. I think it's the soup that we're swimming in that we might not even notice that we've swum in it so much. And that there really actually isn't a split in this Buddhist practice. That the awareness in the body, they're the same. When we're looking at objects, we can also see that the mind is always there too. That it's not split. In our earth-threatened time, when we must think and care about the future well-being of the planet, it's fitting that we begin to learn and enact the truth that there has always been the body, the mind, and the spirit, and the earth. One expression, one concern, one delight. So then I looked online, and I found um, two, two poems about the body. And they're kind of opposite poems. I'm just going to read one of them, even though I said two. This one's by Lucille Clifton, and I think it's a portion of a poem. It goes, they don't fit into little pretty places, these hips, are free hips. They don't like to be held back. These hips have never been enslaved. They go where they want to go. They do what they want to do. These hips are mighty hips. <laughs> so we all have mighty hips, yeah? Amazing, miraculous, mysterious, mighty hips. Let's take a pause. Just take a pause. Sense your body sitting here. It might have aches or pains. It might feel at ease. Just whatever it is, welcoming that. This mystery, the body that is earth and air, water. wondering if you have any comments or questions. Yeah, let me get the microphone. I know. It's just so that everyone can hear because the room swallows sound. I like that point you made about when a person dies, they go back to the earth. Yeah. They never leave. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's all I have to say. It's true. It's good. Just hold on to the mic for a second. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Because we're part of this earth. We're actually not separate. We know that. But when you said it, 
you never leave this planet. Yeah. It's like you're here forever. Yeah. And you're part of this system. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful point. Anybody else? Yeah. Let's pass it down. Can you pass it down to Jan? Um, I'm sometimes bothered in discussions that I feel sometimes that the mind is kind of put down as some kind of enemy that has to be put under control and it's mm -hmm. like this bad force kind of, mm -hmm. when it's so clear that the mind and the body really are one. I mean, just even yeah. physiologically. Yeah. You know, the brain, every time we're thinking, there's these chemical things yeah. going on. It, everything is... Yeah. And also that the brain, they f the brain they no longer feel is just in your brain. It's all over your body. Yeah. And um, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think that's true. I feel like um, we do this with our bodies. We do this with the mind. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like um, the word mindfulness, using the word mind. And you know how sometimes it's like mind your behavior, be mindful? I don't like that as how that gets used in our common, because mindfulness, like that's one way to use the word that's like a common English way, but actually mindfulness is not about minding the mind or controlling it or dominating it, right? We're about, it's about being present. It's very different. And we do this with the earth. We try to dominate and control it. We do this with our bodies and we do this with our minds. To some suffering, I would note. <laughs> When actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's tricky because we are on a path and there are ethical teachings and we do need to clean up our behaviors, yes. But I think what you're pointing to is this kind of um, putting down of the mind or people do the body. or the, It gets done in different ways and it gets done with nature too. Is that what you're talking about? Am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah when it's, it really is all one. And the other thing is <laughs> we have to remember that this consciousness we have so much of it was developed evolution-wise to keep us alive. Yeah. That our mind is constantly doing us <laughs> in the favor of not just walking off, you know, a wall. Right, right. It, it's it's yeah. part of the same system. Yeah, that's system. why I like one of my favorite meditation instructions is if your mind is thinking, thank it. It's the mind trying to do what it's supposed to do to keep you safe. Like like this battle with our thinking minds. Um, you know, like we need to think like you have you have to think you have to think to be alive you have i'm assuming a job and stuff that you have to do and so and this is what the mind is doing is trying to protect us just as you're saying yeah anybody else there's time for maybe one more before announcements jim but of course our suffering comes from the attachment to what you were saying about when when i see i see i hear i hear but yeah. ajahn cha or my readings of that is like well Fine, but that the aversions and attachments is where we get trapped with yeah. with the suffering. Yeah. Yes. So yes. And so, as we go through the different foundations of mindfulness, well, um, part of why the Buddhist said to pay attention is to the second foundation. I'm going to give you a little um, what's it called preview. So, the second foundation is to notice when something feels pleasant. 
you know, like eating for me would be like a piece of chocolate that's pretty pleasant or unpleasant, oh, got a headache, or neither, just kind of neutral. It doesn't catch our attention much. And so once we start seeing that in our meditation, we can then see the next step where we grasp onto the pleasant, push away the unpleasant, and our clinging causes our suffering. But this is like the whole of the Buddhist teaching in two seconds right here at the end. Come back next week and we'll do the next baby step. <laughs> yeah, the problem isn't the senses. The problem is in the, the grabbing on to. Yeah. Yeah. But the grabbing on to me feels very somatic. Yeah, so it's the, not a separated thing. But it's good stuff. It's very fascinating in my mind. I'm sold anyway. Um, so, any announcements? Who's doing? Let's see. Where's? Oh, there you are. Sorry, <laughs> Thank you, Ashley, for yeah. a wonderful class as usual. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to um, pay when you came, if you came in late, there's a basket by the door, and uh, we also, uh, for people who have a hard time paying, we do have volunteer jobs here at Spirit Rock, and one of them is in, for this class. And uh, as a volunteer, you, uh, you do not have to pay for the class when you come to work. And also, if you could put away the chairs and all the, the other equipment before you leave, that would help us very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't do the class without you. There's another turkey coming to say goodbye to us. <laughs> oh, here they come. Okay, so um, if you do want to volunteer, you can talk to Janice, right, to, if you want to help with the class. Um, and then let's do a quick closing. <laughs> so uh, may you be safe and protected. And may the turkeys be safe and protected. May you be healthy and strong, as healthy as possible. And may you know great peace. May you know the peace of non-clinging. And um, if there are any benefits to this practice, any goodness arising, let's offer that out into the world. So to anybody in your family or friends or coworkers that need blessings, and then just anybody out in the world sending out blessings. May all beings everywhere know peace and the causes of peace. Thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. I'll see you next week. Next week will be pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.